Mordecai's giving introduction. Ow. <laughs> what? No, he needs more, uh, more time to, more, more warning. More warning. Okay, let's get started. Let's talk about this. I think there's some, some, there's definitely some important stuff, but maybe we'll branch off and, you know, um, kind of figure out where we go. Okay, so, um, so in the story, we're up to where he, from the desert, which might be just a shift in perspective, or a moment of real, realizing what he's missing and what he's searching for, the viceroy, in that moment of growth or of experiencing life inside of the desert, um, at a certain point he notices this path to the side. And the way that the, um, the, way that the book describes the, you know, the idea of a, a path to the side is it's, a, it's different... And it has to be different, um, I would say, be'etzem. It's be'etzem different than the regular path of growth, right? Which was the first thing in this little section was the first thing was describing the different paths of growth and different areas where one may find themselves over their life or over an hour or over a minute, right? Where one may find themselves in a desert, in a field, in a forest, different challenges that um, crop up during those um, those growth periods, but here the viceroy finds this path to the side, and this means that it's completely different than the regular derech that it seems like when you think about when I think about a derech like you know I remember learning in, in like the Gemara and Shabbos talking about like Rishas Harabin, like just like that public thoroughfare where there's just like six hundred thousand people walking through. Right? Like you used to say when we were growing up, like Highway 5, you know, in, uh, in California, you know, going up from San Diego to LA. It's just like, Ocean just that was the biggest Ocean Parkway. Now it's 25 miles per hour. It doesn't feel like a highway anymore, right? Um, I got pulled over on Ocean Parkway one time. He said, What do you think the speed limit is? I said, I don't know. It's, called, it's a parkway. <laughs> I said, It's a parkway. I don't know, 55? He's like a little less than that. At that point, it was 35. Now it's 25, right? But yeah, Ocean Parkway. But just seeing like throngs and throngs of people. So you imagine in the Jewish nation, you have Shalom. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back. Okay, so you imagine, you imagine the, um, you came perfect timing because this is like uh, its own, uh, uh. I wasn't sure if you were in town. Shmak. Ben. I know, I know you walk in with a celebrity, you don't get a proper welcome, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, Ben! I'm used to that. That's what happens, you walk around with a celebrity. It's, uh, but the good thing is the paparazzi always follow you, right? So we're saying that there's, there's, you know, there's the general path that the Jewish people are taking, and that presents itself in different ways, in different areas of growth, and that might be the general path. But in the end of the day, the viceroy, who is searching for the lost princess, which are words that might sound, you know, you know, foreign, but the viceroy is that what we described as the pintaliyid, right? The viceroy is that pintaliyid, is that little piece of the neshama inside of you that is that can't get nothing can happen to it, and that part of you is searching for the excitement in your Judaism, and you go through the big path, the Rashut you go through that, you know, what everyone is doing, 
And that's one mahalach, and there's growth to be found in there also. But in the end of the day, where does he find the element of the lost princess? The, his path that he takes to find the first time he has a, uh, you know, maybe will come face to face with the lost princess. The first time, he's, the one step closer, meaning the other one is almost a little bit for him in searching for the lost princess. It's an avoda. It's important to be sometimes in the desert. It's important to sometimes be in the field, sometimes be in the forest. But in the connection to the lost princess, it seems like Rabbi Nachman's teaching us that you might just be spinning your wheels. So there's value there. There's growth in Yiddishkeit there, right? But really, in the lost princess element, it didn't get you necessarily uh, any closer. Just a thought I had uh, as I was reading the chapter again. Possible to He's chuckling because like time 50. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Is it possible to look at this path on the side as maybe a shortcut that he thinks he's ready for to get there quicker, but really he still needs to be on that regular path going down to get there the long way. Is it a shortcut? I don't think it's a shortcut because it came after years. Remember that line, right? For you searched in the, in the desert, in the field, in the forest for years. It came after years of growth. But with a new perspective, suddenly he said, okay, but I'm still not finding the princess here. I'm not finding her inside of the desert. So there's growth to do at a time when it's challenging to grow. There's growth to do in the field when it's a time when you can work really hard and get something to grow and there's growth to be done. It's true, right? But that's kind of like your regular scheduled program, right? And now we're breaking in for a newsflash. Newsflash. If you want to find the princess, you're going to have to, it's not going to be a regular, your regular scheduled program, right? It's going to be a path to the side. It's like it's like an escape room, right? And all of a sudden, you're like, wait a second, right? Okay, hold on. Everyone stop, right? Everyone stop for a second, right? I, w- let's, let's go through this again. We pressed that. It made that happen. We did that. We did. Wait a second. Look at this, right? All of that, there's stuff to be done. There's activities to be done. But, and it's important, what, what I'm trying to bring out, and I'll say it straight, is that, is that you can do the regular, the regular program. And I think Rabbi Nachman is alluding to this. You can do the regular program of growth. And there's value in that. There's growth to be done in different stages. And he gives you tools. And Rabbi Nachman's preparing you for that. He's, he's doing all that, right? All important. But if you want to get closer to the princess, you want to be able to find the excitement in your Judaism. You want to be able to find that, that which you yourself experienced as a child. You want to be able to find that or when it was fresh, when it was new, when all these ideas are new, right? In that childhood of our lives. You want to be able to find that and recapture that, reunite the princess with the king, bring her back to the palace. Then you're going to need to try the path to the side. And we're going to talk about what it is, what it is, but I'm just setting it up like it's Rabbi Nachman. I think there's a message in that, that, that you don't find the princess in that regular in your regular day-to-day programming you can introduce her back into your deserts and into your fields and into your forests you can introduce that element of that's not where you find but that's not where you find it that's not that's not that's not it's almost you get to a point where that's what i said you're spinning your wheels you're not getting out of the mud it can't be an episode 
It, <laughs> it, it has to be specific. It has to be a very, very special path. Is that for everyone you're suggesting? Or is that just some people need to have that? Some can acquire it in the regular era. It's for everyone who, who experienced, <coughs> my belief, for everyone who experienced a, a, a lost princess in their lives. So the lost princess is... is some a, people is, never lose the princess. Right. That's, that's that, you, some, pe- some people have the princesses, they're always connecting everything that they do to Shamayim, and they're, they, they don't... And they, and they never lost their princess, right? But for anyone who experienced that, then you're going to need to try something off to the side, this path to the side. Going to need to try something, and we're going to see why this is By the. If you lost your princess, then you need to try something else. You, right? Because you're doing, we're taking for granted that you're on some level doing the mitzvahs, and you're learning Torah, and you're with the program, right? But you're with the program. That's your desert field forest. You're with the program, but without the princess, and it's not getting you any closer. So. Yes, you need, but you need, to, you need to do something to try to, to come steps closer towards that, what, what it is that the Viceroy is searching for. I think that's the message that he's saying by putting this as a path to the side as opposed to just a chain of growth. Like once you get to another point, there was elements in the fact that you dropped back down. We talked about that. But like it's not just the next step of your growth, meaning become a Tamachacham and become a Lamdan Right? Like Rabbeinu says, right? Become a Lamdan, and the next step is if you're really, really good in your learning and you excel in your learning, then the next step is you find the princess. It's not, that's not the story. That's not the story of our lives. Mm-hmm. The story of our lives is that, there's, that there's, there's growth to be done, like that. There's growth to be done. But remember, it's a path to the side that brings you closer to the princess. We'll talk about what. The, the, the point is, is that as you grow from the desert to the to the field, to the forest. Once you're at the forest, then you realize that you're actually at the desert. You're back, right? Because that's how it works. Because growth is, is that the more you grow, the more you realize, we, no, the greater, the more you know, the more you realize that you don't know. So then you're back to a realization that I'm, I'm really in the desert. But, okay, so that's one point. But, but what I think, and my question is, and I don't know, something to think about, is like when a person, you know, like we find by Moshe Rabbeinu, that he was a surah era samara I'm going to stop. He had to stop and notice that there's this burning bush. It, 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 without the pause, without the stopping and saying, you know, something's different here, you never would have stopped. What, I'm, what, what strikes me is, is that in the story here, he... Um, He's in the desert and he's saying, you know, I've been, I've been here, done that, okay? I've, this is a cycle I've been going through, tried again and again, and I realize that I need to, to do something different, okay? Something has to change. And then he sees the path. What came first? That, what, was that what made him see the path? Or was the path always there? You just, you just weren't, you were like... Like walking around with blinders, you understand? Yeah. Is the stopping the creation of that? You know what? Now there is another path. 
I don't know how you look at it, but anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, I, I, story. I think the fact that he had to go through the desert, field, and forest, and back into the desert to realize that, you know, maybe he, you know, he had to try a different way, or at least a different path. Had he not gone through all those different he stages never would and have, places, right. he probably, he, you know, because he already passed through the desert, but he didn't see anything. He, he already passed through it, you know. So he had to, he had to, it's kind of like he had to go through that growth process in order to, to realize that... Uh, or you know what he's looking for. To, to, to see, to, to, to think that maybe he should try something different, because he's already been through there, and he, you know, he's been down that road, and he's searched for years, you know. Yeah. Um, There's also, someone said after, after last time, after, the, after we were talking, like the idea of the realization happening in the desert is a place of bittal, right? It's a place of like removing your ego. You're in the desert, right? You could walk around like a big shot with a fancy suit in the desert, but you're, you're in the desert, right? Like your chances aren't great. Removing when you take yourself out of it, sometimes it opens your eyes. Many times, all the time. It opens your eyes, right? The whole idea of tefillah, right? It's like, it's like oh, I'm standing in front of Hashem. It's not about it's me. It's about my relationship with Hashem. But, um, but that's why that realization happened. Someone else said it. I don't know. It was Carlos? So the, 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 Mordechai? It was Mordechai. The idea of like just removing yourself from the equation is like, I have a lot of power. I have a lot of learning ability. I have a lot of Jewish ability. I have a lot of mitzvah doing. I do all these things, right? But sometimes the focus is not on the princess. And when the focus is not on the princess, then there's no path there that's going to lead you to the princess. Um, Meaning he was focused on a different objective. Is it maybe a different objective and maybe it was full of himself also in the picture. He saw the desert as an opportunity to build a forest. He didn't realize that he wanted a path. He just wanted a forest. He just he, so I saw self development rather than. Do you do you feel like people go to like think the goal is getting to the forest? Yeah, that's what you know, people go through life hoping the goal is get to the forest and we're good, as opposed to yeah, the forest is full yeah, of forest. full of Torah, but it's not the goal. It's not the it's not the end point. It's but it's not, not the it's end. Not point. The achie- it's not Ex- the achievement. Exactly, exactly. But the next step is not, and that's 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 what we're pointing out. The next step is not a path to the side. The next step is. Okay, so you've grown. You've done amazing things. Now you're back in the desert, like Ryan Nagel's pointing out. That's a cycle that is very familiar, right? The more you know, the more you know you don't know. You realize you're in the desert. And it's from there, it's from that moment of like, like I'm doing it. I'm with the program, but I'm not feeling anything. It's from that moment of like, okay, Hashem, I need your help. Oh, I got, now I got nothing else. And all of a sudden, like, this doorway opens, and you're like, ooh, look at that. I never saw that, right? Um, it's Mamish. Uh, life is a video game. It's Mamish. Like, it's such flashbacks to, like, Mario 64, where you have to, like, go back to the beginning. You just got to go through it again. Go, go check it out again. The objective to Mario is to save the princess. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's mamish. Like it's it's everything. I think it's everything. Um, everything is in there. So, but sometimes you just got to go back to the beginning of the level, you retrace try your steps. Every pipe, because there's gonna be a bonus level. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna find that exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay. So in the next part, the second part of this chapter, which is really what we're what we're what we're talking about, is what is this path to the side that Rabbi Nachman is presenting to us, and we're presented in the book with two. Um, two ideas that are both very appropriate and both um, make a lot of sense in the, in the context of the story of getting closer to finding this princess. The first one is 
um, is a big idea of a general idea of making your Yiddishkeit your own. Means in both in learning and in mitzvah observance, right? To be able to individualize it for you is something that allows you to connect on a much deeper, different level. And that is what Rabbi Nachman may be talking about when he says that he found a path to the side that we will see will bring him closer to the princess. Well, let's talk about the ramifications of that. What, you're still talking about Mario? You got yes. lost? Yeah, which got which lost. level? <laughs> which level? Bowser at the end? <laughs> so, um, so what does it mean? What does it mean to you to make Yiddishkeit your own? First of all, in the book, if you want to see it, to, if you need backup to understand that there's this concept is baked into everything that we believe, um, the, you have it in the book. Um, but just to bring it out from one thing that we say, because I think it's such a beautiful um, place to bring it out, because we say it two times a day um, in davening, right? From the fact that we say, he brings in the book, B'chol levavcha, v'chol nafshecha, v'chol meodecha, that we serve Hashem, I'm on page 104, that we serve Hashem with our entire heart, with, I, with our entire nefesh, which is like the idea of mesiras nefesh, and then b'chol meodecha. So for sure, on the basic level, meodecha means with all of your assets, everything that you have, right? With everything that you have, you serve Hashem. And when we're saying Shema, it's important to focus on these because this is how you get that jolt of energy and you try to focus yourself is that I'm going to serve Hashem with both my Yetzirah or Yetzirah Tov. I'm going to serve Hashem with my, with Mesiras Nefesh, that even if I would have to give up my life, I'm willing to do that. The Balatanya tells us we're not tricking ourselves. It's deep inside of us. We're all willing to do that. Even if I would give up my life, Mesiras Nefesh. And then to think, for sure, on the basic level, to think I would serve Hashem with everything that I have. It means everything that Hashem gives me is a tool and a method. The situation that I'm in is a tool and a method to serve Hashem. Very important idea to think about. But there, he, here he brings another interpretation to this idea of because it's a funny word. It could have said, you know, yeah, all of your money or all of your stuff, all of your nechassim, right, exactly. But he uses this word of me'odecha, right? And me'odecha, the root of that word is od. Od, more, or very, right? Like, like tov me'od, right? Right, very much. And, and, um, and uh, you know, it's, it's indicative of... Um, means with all of your very, which means everything that's, that is essentially you, the part of you that is, that the part of your neshama that stands out. That's exactly, that's like more, that I have more than anyone else. I have an increasing of this more than anyone else. With all of your ma'od, like tov ma'od, right? All of your ma'od, all of your increase, the extra stuff that was given to you. The part, and this goes to, you know, very, you know, to basic understanding in, inside, of, inside of Judaism is that, is that your soul is drawn towards specific parts of the Torah. And if you, and we'll, I will read this quote from Rav Kook, I, I think you have to read it, but, um, but your soul is drawn towards parts of the Torah, specific parts of the Torah. And you can struggle mightily 
in life if you're never able to uncover those parts of the Torah. You're never able to approach or engage with those parts of the Torah. The Torah is very, 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 very vast and very broad. It's a very beautiful tapestry that we have that, that is the, the body of Torah. And there, there is an experience that your neshama needs, that your neshama was put into the world to experience a specific connection to a specific part of the Torah, which is wild. When you think about uh, how we do things, right? Um, we become experts in, in the way that the system is set up. And we become experts in, in certain parts of the Torah, but there are vast parts of this world of Torah that we're not experiencing. And I think that people sometimes, I think I was, you know, you're trained a certain way. And I think that it, um, it leads you to be closed off from areas of the Torah where those might be the areas that your neshama has to uncover. And your neshama is in this world in order to connect to. And you may never get the, you, well, not you may never. One must what he's saying is when we say to Hashem, I'll serve you, is that part of my goal in Avodah Hashem, part of my goal is to serve you with the things that I find special inside of Torah and inside of mitzvos. There are things that my neshama is naturally drawn to. Um, and so that, that area is really a path to the side because it's an entirely different experience learning a part of the Torah that your neshama is connecting to and learning a part of the, the Torah where your neshama is connecting to obviously connects to every word of the Torah is, is important that you learn, right? But when you're learning Torah and it can possibly connect less to your neshama or even possibly remain a cerebral uh, experience, right? A sort of a juggling act with the words of Torah that is very exciting to watch or experience. Maybe you're listening to a shiur and, uh, you know, they're doing, they're making a juggling act with the words of Torah, mental gymnastics. It's a beautiful thing and it's important and it's holy, but is it connecting, is your neshama finding its place inside of Torah, right? And so he's really charging each and every one of us, the author by extension from from this part of the story, is really charging us with going out and exploring inside of the world of Torah, right? And I think you have to build your foundation. This is my, what do you, th- what do you think about this idea? I think about when you're reading Chumash and one thing like strikes you, like one question, one letter that's off, and it leads you on a whole tangent. Right. It could be what he's talking about. Or if you're learning Gemara, there's one part of the Shaka Vataria that gets you. That gets you. And you just go off on a whole tangent. Or, right. Or it could be the pill bullshit. Right, right, But that's right. something you discovered in the beginning, right? No. I mean, after studying the Gemara for a little bit, you realize there's a whole film culture? Yeah. Yeah, that could be like, uh, that could be, what do you say, Ari? A, a very in-depth, um, back and forth, uh, <clears throat> that type. Right? What, what do you? Know, like, I, the, the way you're describing it, you should just never stop exploring instead of focusing on anything. Ever? Yeah, because maybe that's not my church on the show. Maybe that's not, maybe that's not. We could just look forever. Maybe there really is a straight path, and sometimes we could. Let's say 
we've all had those days. Even we have, sometimes we have those days and you go back to the path. The like, path that everyone else is on. Right. Meaning not your individualized path. It, that could also be your individualized path. So I think that that's... It, it sounds like the way, I mean, we're trying to say it with Moadef and I was like, it's almost like guerrilla warfare instead of an army. But right. Like, right. All over the place. Right. So maybe, maybe the way, I, I definitely see the challenge. And, and I don't know how you could say that. But maybe, you know, maybe, it's, cause maybe it's not like a minute by minute. Well, um, you go where your heart goes, takes you. No, but he's, he's saying Plus, you, you need to explore where that Until you find the heart. Where, and where so it's like he said. If, so if but maybe the exploring is different than, than the way that you're imagining it. I think you're right if you're describing someone just going like, like, pull a book off the shelf, open it up, like, does it talk to me? No, close it. Next book, right? Next safer, right? Next one, next one. Th- then I would agree with you, but I think, that, I think that you need to have the awareness while you're learning your regular, you, you do your, your regular siddharam, meaning you, be on the path. But have an awareness that there's something out there that's going to speak more to your neshama and allow yourself to connect to that. We're talking to some, about someone who lost the princess. So, so when, when they're trying to find the princess and, and then all of a sudden something lights the fire and, and it just invigorates them. That's right. I really don't understand. No, I don't think most people. I think that's the... That's the weak excuse, like they throw off the yarmulke, lost the princess. I think it's an excuse. No, no, we're talking about on a, someone who's wearing a yarmulke. Yeah. Right, I don't think, I think that nobody really loses the princess. You have a rough day here and a rough day here. You do need to explore, but at what point? There's the general path, and everybody wears a yarmulke on the general path. Right. You know? Losing the yarmulke is like going into outer space. <laughs> In this right. case, there's no desert, there's no field. There's Good, so now there's okay. the path. And you have You're a, going on the path. Okay. And you have a bad week on the path. But you're not feeling you're, you're not feeling you're not feeling that you're getting any closer to what you where you need to get to. Correct. Okay. Now uh, he sees a side road. Maybe this is the road. Right. But you're still in the desert. It's just a side road on the desert. It's not like you're. It's not like right. your dad lost his keep. And sometimes his... you take the side road, and sometimes you take the main road. But you don't only focus on the side road. Is the objective to now take the side road and, and I'll tell you how I see and ride the feeder or get I back on the highway? After having What's gone your objective? The, the objective is finding the princess. And to, to ride the feeder or get back on the highway. Bring her back to the king. Yeah, isn't the objective that everything should be done with the princess? Yes. So go back on the derech with the princess. Right. Be on the derech with the but princess. That's not the king what wants the princess. Bring the princess back home. What's that? That was the right side. Now let me check the left side of the road. Passion, the, passion excitement, passion. just oh. being into your Judaism, getting some meaning out of it. Say it in That's a different way, finding the, the spiritual the meaning, the spirituality inside of your Judaism. It makes that beautiful turn around the mountain, and then you go on a whole loop, and then you marry. Before you know you're 50 You are excited about your love, your wife. She is a madeleine from heaven, right? The first year. Your sec- you're on that's your honeymoon. Good. Not yet. You're that's pretty good. First year. Second year. Pretty good. Fifth year. You're on your honeymoon the tenth year. This is amazing. Oh, Ben says you're having- still on a honeymoon. How yes. about right? <laughs> so there comes a point where you realize that it's, the relationship is not worn. It's different. And it takes 
you got to keep at it because there are people who reach 10, 15, 20 years and say, the desire, the excitement, the passion, the, the princess is gone. So I'm going to look elsewhere. I could, you know, go to the lady across the street. So unless I'm misunderstanding, you're going off, try a different derech. I think it's worthwhile staying on that derech. Keep at it because you reach a point it's like, I don't know if anybody here does yeah. martial arts. When you do a training and you keep at it, and you keep at it, it gets to be boring again and again and again. All of a sudden you go through a boring plateau and you say, whoa, I got it. It's like an epiphany. Like, oh, it hit me. Without putting in that effort and drive and patience and endurance you can I, I, I could look at a uh, at a Chumash and a Gemara and I'm saying you know <clears throat> I follow this this is great and then somebody will give me a shear and I'll say I didn't see this at all I, I missed the whole thing I'm like turn the light on so isn't that essentially your path to the side I haven't gone to the side. I'm staying at the same. Okay, derrick. so in the mushroom, it's a path. So, it's a path to so, that. So, it's no, a path we, to. We the, it last week. We, yeah. we said that. Obviously, this is all in the confines of halacha. Right. We, right. So it's it's obviously in your in your parable. It's obviously in the confines of your marriage. Big right. And we're talking about where where it's permissible. Where it's a permissible it, thing. How you would apply and it to marriage is, is. It's not going and finding a lady across the street. It's going and finding, t- deciding that now I'm going to do a date night once a week. Or I'm going to go... A different way to communicate. Different way to communicate. Different way than we've been communicating the last 20 years, even though it worked for a while. Eventually, the passion was gone. I need something new. That's a path to the side. Not outside the marriage or outside halacha. That's good, but then the moedacha is is to keep finding that passion. So every two weeks, you got to switch it up. One night's date night, one night's this, one night's this, until you end up nowhere. What's what's nowhere? You're learning Gemara and you hate it. Why are you still doing it? Why aren't you trying to figure out where your neshama is supposed to connect to, or how you're supposed to connect to Gemara? Like what? Why do you, why do you keep yeah, why do you keep grinding your wheels? It's not helping your growth. It. Maybe they don't really. Maybe it is helping them grow. <laughs> not right. them. They're, they're, not they're no. Not them. I hear what you're saying. No, right. You just, so do I. hundred percent. hundred percent. God doesn't want you to roll your wheels. Why does he? What does he want that for? That's painful. Why does he want that for? Wax off. Because you got to. But no, this does this does it's not this does not this is not this does not exclude putting in hard work. This does not exclude yigia in Torah in any way. Hard work and breaking your head. It does not exclude any of that. It seems like there's a lot of hard work to even get to that point. <laughs> this whole thing is hard work, but it's hard work for a different purpose. It's hard work not for yeah, not for here. Quick, I want to ask. It's hard work question. not for here. Tomorrow was a good excuse, and I, I will bring that. Sorry, up. Carlos. Do yeah. most people that do most people that don't like Rabbi, perfect timing. Jump right in. Do, do most people that yes? Do most have some people, cake? You want some cake? Come on. Bring him some cake, yeah. Great to see him, yeah, yeah. He doesn't need cake. Pretty he needs cake. Nuts. <laughs> nuts. Oh, There's nuts. No, eat the cake until you like it. <laughs> you're going to keep eating the cake until you like it. It doesn't make any sense what you're saying. You're oh, all for the sake of arguing. No, not at all. You are. Not at all. You find your passion. You have it. 
if you do most people not like Gemara because it's difficult, like the karate theory, or people really tried and tried and tried and they're like, this sucks. It's not a matter of What's the answer? No, the answer is that they didn't work. Then it's everything that's hard work. We're going to take the easy path. No, so let's do it then. Let's take the easy path. The side road is the easy road. It is. It is. It's the shorter, longer road. It's the easy path. It's not the easy path. You think it's an easy way out? I'm a player around. No. All right. But if you don't enjoy it, no matter if you think it's easy or hard, listen, it comes easy, but I still don't enjoy it. I'm supposed to keep going, or as opposed to I'm picking up a chumash and doing it and I'm like, wow, it's hard, but I'm enjoying it. What are you supposed to do? It's not, a, it's not I, an easier I, path. You enjoy Gamar, right? Are there certain mesechtas that you enjoy more than others? Yeah, it's like... Well, well, hold on, why? Go back to the ones you don't like and learn it as no, you I like it as much I, as the I, There's very little that I don't like once I work hard. I'm just asking you a question. There's nothing I don't like that I work oh, hard so on. Then, then let's ask I, you I usually, it's, answer, I'm a cop-out. I'm a cop-out. Exactly I decided in my head certain things don't make sense to me, so I never worked on it. I wasn't talking about According to you. No. According to you. You know how much I'm not going to learn that everything he worked on himself. Of course. This is not, one second, no one said anything. No one said anything not to learn Gamara. Let's understand that. Tyra is the same, it's the same. It all depends on how much effort you put into it. The more effort, as long as you put in the effort you're supposed to put in, you're gonna have the same enjoyment no matter what you're learning. There will be things that your Natiya will be more inclined. Oh, that's But, wait, but there's a big but. That's what- Chasidos is easy to love, you know why? Because the, the, when you, sometimes you bite into something, it has salt and what's good. Chasidos has candy all over the top, always. But the question is, what's on the inside of that? Is it going to be nutrition? Is there going to be value in it? And some chassidus, yeah. But you need that too what? to make chassidus what? great. What's the point of chassidus? To get, I'm all tired to get close to Hashem. Okay, so how do we get there? That's my understanding. How do we get there? People may have how, one minute. How do we get there? How do we get there? By learning. If it's sugar. By, connect, by learning what? To what you connect to. To what you connect to. Yes, Ezi Unashach, yes! Oh, but I, I don't want to learn about Rivas. Okay, so then... Well, I should do it anyway? No. What? Not saying so you you're should, agreeing with the But book. you should ask yourself why you don't want to do it. Because it's really hard. Then you should do it. Got it. Because then you'll love it. Because okay. things that are hard that you acquire, it's like the karate theory. You're saying that the reason you don't like it is because it doesn't talk to you. Should I go for my Nakia or not? Which one? Do you not like it because it doesn't talk to you? You don't like it because it's hard? It really doesn't talk to me. So that's a different story. So then it's fine to talk to you. No, you just said it's really hard. Of course it's two different things. It's very different. But I don't think that's what we're usually so talking about. I think most people that have an issue with the highway with, and need to go on the side, it's because it's hard, not think, because it doesn't You think talk. the side in the marshal means chasidus? I think that's how we're describing it. No, I think so, not even a little bit. doesn't mean that at all. Not even a little bit. Rabbi, I heard this exact cheer live from the author. I have it on record. And that's exactly what he said. That the Mioidech is to find your path in Rav Kook, in this. He didn't mention because once. Because you need that to make your Gemara alive. But that's how he described Mioidech. The idea in that... Maybe in, in that year, that's what he was bringing right. out. He was bringing out the Mioidecha. No, he but was bringing if out you're Gemara, bringing out what right. to him. I don't. I don't. I happen to not agree that you should stop learning if if you don't enjoy it, and be, as Neither a result of this, right? We all don't agree to that. Right. Right. The point is the point of the book. The point of the author. Be medayik from what he said. Yes or no? I don't know. You could ask him. He's listening. 
right? <laughs> the point is, everyone has an atiyah to something, right? So when you're in the dumps and you're trying to get out of bed and show up to a minion to make a minion or to daven and to connect to Hashem and to find Hashem, don't go to the thing that's dry to you. Go to the thing that in it makes you fire. Find that thing that, that your neshama is drawn to and connect to it. And when you connect through that, then you're back on the derach. You're ready to now go. That's the whole point. Why? It's like the first rule in Chinuch that we forgot. Right? What does that mean? Everyone is different. Everyone. So find what makes you different. Find that thing that you love and that's your ace up your sleeve. Always. Do it. Make that. That's, that's what it's all about. Why are we so sure it's an area of Torah study instead of a new approach? It's, yeah, that's it, it, it might be a new approach, meaning it might be instead of learning Duff Yoimi, you need to learn to be in. It might be, of course. Saying. Of so course. Maybe, maybe both of you are saying the of same course. thing, essentially. Of course. Meaning sometimes a new approach might be plugging away at it, when until now you've just given up on it when you didn't. Absolutely. You that's also right an aside, of course. But and how is that different? How are you guys are doing? It's, it's semantics, that's what you're saying. It, exactly. With me and Ari, it's always Yeah, we're not going to argue. Right. Right. I hear it. I do hear it. I think it's inside of Gemara. I don't, this is not, not anti-Gemara, but I'm saying I think it's inside, inside of all learning, there's something that's going to speak more to you. Allow yourself to appreciate that because that's the path to finding the princess when you have Torah that... At what age are we talking about? Uh, so that was my next question is... At what age? Is, I'm curious. At, at, at 10 years old, my son... Like, what, was your, what was your... I'm going to find my Shorosh and Hashem. Yeah. Let's go around. It's very good. It's very good. So, so I, I think... Good question. I, I, really, I should just tell you to talk. You want to just... You want to take that one? Yeah. <laughs> you want to take that I, 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 What do you think? I, I, let's, let's go back. That many uh, moons ago, uh, Rabbi... Uh, Mordechai and I were talking, and he's like, why, when I was in Masifta, when I was in high school, I had no exposure to what, what Lekut HaLochos is saying. Had I known this, my life would have been different. I wouldn't have gone through the, the, the turmoil that I went through as a child. That's what, this is the question that, that Mordechai asked me. And I said, at 15 years old, I don't believe anything that is presented to you, as beautiful as the Lakuta is and as mind-blowing as it is, would have worked on you. The system only, you can only get to that level after, in my mind, this is what it's saying. He went through the Midbar, he went through the the, 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 the bottom line is he went through everything, every stage in the regular way. And, and, and he grew. He had a huge forest, okay, and he and then he's back on the back in the midbar again, in his second iteration. This is his seventh time to shas, and now he's saying, you know something. I'm. I'm. I'm still not. I'm still lacking something. That's when you're able to open your mind to new things. You weren't gonna be. You're not gonna hear. It. You're not gonna get. It's gonna be. The same, so it's like, why is this relevant to my life? Who needs to learn about, uh, you know, a, 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 bull, a bull running through, my, you, know, <laughs> you know, falling in the pit? It's like, it doesn't make any sense, this whole thing. I promise you, the Lakuta Allahas, which is my blow to you now, would be exactly the same as a bull going into a pit. I said, come on, this is so, 
Loopy, I don't know what it's called, whatever. I promise you, at 15, you're not going to hear it. I don't believe. It's, it's funny, like, um, I have a, a chat group of, uh, of, of my so high school. Shari. So what's that? High school. Oh. High school. Shari, from Shari Torah. Which is, you know, all, and it was like from when it was the Rabbi Wines Yeshiva. And, um, and they're all nostalgic about like, you know, how it's not the same place anymore, whatever. But anyway, in the discussion, so, some, so somebody quoted that one time he asked uh, Rav, uh, uh, Rabbi Wine, he said, how come we don't learn any of Rav Nachman's Torahs? Like, you know, <laughs> the Islam was, which I thought was the most, you know, very brilliant. He said, you know, this is a, a young high school, whip, you know, whatever. He says, he says, you got to learn the Rashba. You're in the minors right now. That's the major leagues. Mm-hmm. He says, you have to realize that where you are in life. Right now, you're, you're in Little League, okay? You're in, you're in the minors, you know? You're not in the majors. Face the facts. This is what you need to do when you're in the minors. You need to get your Gemara down. You need to make a leaning on a Gemara. There's a lot of basic skill sets that need to be achieved before you're ready for the majors. That's how he put it. I think it was just the lingo that was... He's not saying anything, but it's, if you're not in a level where you're able to hear it, it's going to only be negative. you got to... It's funny, at the... Uh, Whatever, at the at the fabric and they missed whatever. Ouch. So, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, so I was, I, I, it was an awkward conversation for me. Mm. I don't know about everybody else, but for me it was very awkward. Um, is that uh, is for whatever reason you know attention was drawn to me and and they uh, and they said you know the people who really can appreciate Hasidus is when you have a level in Nikla. And he quoted, so and, and this so is, upset. what, like who? David was like fuming, whatever. But anyway, so, so what he was quoting was this, this younger man who was reading, learning Lukutar. And he's saying, and it's pretty, I, I certainly can relate to it. He was saying like, this Torah is wasted on the Lubavitchers. They just don't appreciate it, what he's saying over here. I, like, this is what the younger man who was first, who's learned, learned in Kuala many years, he's like a, a real Lamdan. And then he reads it. It's mind-blowing. And he's like, wow. And then, and like, these guys are learning it. And they, they never develop themselves. And they never, they never seen it. They don't know what they're... They, 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 he said it's okay. Right. And of course, uh, I mean, it, it became very awkward. But, anyway, <laughs> but, but the bottom line is, is that... Is that, is that, is that all, all... You know, like, the, the Hasidim believe and recognize that until a person is developed in Nikola... That's to the level that you've developed in Igla, that's the level that you can actually appreciate Hasidus. If you haven't, if you're, if you're only limited in your knowledge of Nigla, then, then that's going to limit your ability to appreciate the Hasidus. That, that's what, at least what they were saying. I don't, I know, again, I'm not, I'm not here to, to argue one way or the other, but I do think that in the story, it sounds like that we're talking about after. He went through all the He went through everything. He went through all the experiences of the growth. He still didn't find it. He didn't give up on finding it. He still, but he, he, he really developed himself. And he became to the stage where he's, we realized after knowing how much he knows, that how much that means that he doesn't know, that's when he's now open to, to, these, to these other avenues that, that didn't appear before.
Anyway, that's yeah, yeah. I I think there was a big discussion this past week on the internets about the the system and then yeah. Hasidus and all of that. But I think that you know on a, on a on a baseline level, my personal opinion is that the the system set up to be able to build your skills, and those are very valuable, right? To be able to explore over your lifetime the entire Torah. You're going to need to have certain skills and certain abilities. And those are found in the way that we analyze Gemara and the way that we learn Rishonim and Achronim. And to be able to have a strong foothold in those is what gives you the ability to even, simple level, even open up a Sefer on something else, a different area of Torah, and be able to read it. Right? And just in terms of skills, you need that. So the system is set up. But I think where the where what what happens is is that we've created a system that that it it perpetu- you perpetually stay in that mode of building skills. The goal is the system itself. <laughs> where the goal, the goal becomes, becomes, becomes a system. Exactly. It's just a self it's a self-sustaining system. You right. can get stuck there. You do get stuck. And that's that is exactly the point he's making in saying that this is the path to the side, not outside of the derech or the system. But to understand that the point of everything is to be able to reach the princess. The point of everything is to be able to have an enjoyment, vitality, and excitement in your Yiddishkeit. And that comes, one of the most basic things, probably the primary thing we do in our Yiddishkeit is learning Torah. So if you're not having that experience in your learning Torah, something's got to change. It's for some people, it's learning other different types of fire. For some people, it's a different type of Masechta, or even a different part within that Masechta. Or some people are drawn in the way to learn. In the, in the, in the, in the, some people are more Rashi people. Some people are more Taisis people. Right? Some people see the beauty in the, in the Chiddush in Rashi. And some people need, you need to break their head on a, on a Tosis. Like really, you know, a real question that gets to the core of the Sugya and gets you all the way to the end. And you see the whole difference of him, uh, 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 Tosis, and, and, a, and a Rambam. You know, like some people need that. That's your core. That's talking to your Neshama. But just as you're learning, be aware of it. Be aware of the things that talk because that's an area that you can depend on to be able to reinvigorate, to be able to re-energize to be able to find that princess that's an area so you know this is this is just I think it also comes back I, I can just I can talk for myself that like the conversation that we had such a great conversation but once I started learning the Kukalachas and to me it's just like the greatest thing ever my Gemara is different because of it because my brain is now trained from a completely different way of thinking, which I've never discovered until I started learning this type of Torah. But now when like, I get into these like, what's really going on over here? You know what I mean? So like, it, just to bring to that point is that when you discover something that excites you, it does come back to the conventional derech or however we want to define it. It does come back to your davening, your, regu- your regular, quote unquote, whatever, it's Torah, like, it, it just, it, it comes back to when you can infuse your inner being, your individuality into the, your darach, it's, it's everything. It's and it's not as a, not as a distraction. Not at all. To the, to the main show. That was such an awesome quote yesterday. Ari, you like that one? You like that one? 
You like that? That was a good one from uh, from yeah, David. That's, that's so, yeah. Did you see? There was a quote yesterday. And what did he say? Oh, different one, sorry. I, I was what did he Joey say? Rodavidol. Oh, Rodavidol. Joey was today. Is he had a good one. But that was, uh, that was deep. That was right. deep. That was but Rodavidol said, um, he said, friends, uh, the, idea, the, the idea of the Baal Shem Tov wasn't that you shouldn't know Shas cold. You should know Shas. It was that you should know Shas warm. Meaning, no one's, no one's proposing that you shouldn't mm. learn the Gemara or that you shouldn't study certain parts that are maybe seen as more like system parts of the Torah. It's like, what do you mean? That's where the beauty is. The beauty is in the words of the Gemara. The beauty is all found in the words of the Gemara. This is, this is where everything is. The beauty is found in a Pasuk in Chumash. is the ultimate beauty. It's the Devar Hashem. It's the word of Hashem. And if you read Chumash like a, it's a cerebral exercise, or like Rabbi Nagel says, uh, mental gymnastics, right? If you if you approach to and if your approach to Chumash is that, then is are you connecting with the Devar Hashem? Are you connecting with the words of Hashem, right? Or is it just something that's feeding your brain, which is a very powerful muscle that sometimes needs to be exercised, right? And so to just to do to uh, to apply this approach to your to all of your learning. To any learning that you experience, you listen to a shear a different way. Because sometimes in a shear, there's parts that you zone out, and then there's parts that you zone in. Notice the parts that really your neshama is saying, like, oh, you got to hear this. Like, this is the part that speaks to you, something that turns you on fire, something that re-energizes you. You're like, it's talking to your neshama. That's the part of Torah that's talking to your neshama. You needed to be on this planet in order to uncover that part, and probably other parts also, but you need to be here to uncover that. Um, so that's, you know, he applies it. I, I think, can I read this, Rav Cook? I think we have to read it again. This, the, yeah? Yeah? Permission? The long one. The big one. Yeah? It says Rav Cook. I don't know Rav Cook's accent, but I know it's Hebrew. Uh, <laughs> there are those who went in a bad way because in their path of study and attainment of completion, they rebelled against their personal unique nature. One person may be primed for the study of Agada, maybe more of the uh, lessons or moral part of the uh, included in the Talmud. And matters of halacha are not in accordance with his nature, that he should busy himself with them consistently. And because he doesn't recognize or value this special aptitude, he delves into the study of halacha, as is the accepted way. And he feels within his soul an aversion to these matters because his immersion in them is not in accordance with the nature of his personal propensity. If, however, he would discover his purpose and fulfill it by constantly involving himself with this portion of Torah that, which fits his soul's nature, he would immediately understand, changes everything, that the aversion he felt when he was studying halacha didn't come about because of an inherent lack in these holy and necessary studies. There's nothing wrong with what he was doing before with no feeling and no emotion, but rather he'll understand it was because his soul was seeking involvement in a different area of Torah. Then he would remain faithful to the holiness of Torah in an elevated manner, performing acts of valor in the area of Torah, which is pertinent to him, and helping those whose hands are mighty in halacha by granting them a taste of the sweetness of agada. However, since he does not realize the source for his feeling of aversion to his study and continues to negate his nature, 
When some way of freedom opens before him, he immediately escapes and becomes a foe and a stranger to Torah and Emunah. He says, if you go through an entire life, you can be led to an experience where you say, this is just, learning's just not for me. And let's be honest, let's call a spade a spade, how many people do we know who have said that? I know a ton of people who have said that. Grow up fully religious, fully committed, with the best education, hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on that education. And at some point make a decision, the learning is just not for me. You know, the music, it's nice. The food, kishka, I love kishka. But the learning, it's just not for me. And Rav Cook enlightens us and says, says it so beautifully, is that you just have to realize there's a part out there for you. And that's that when I say explore, I mean, be, just be aware of it as you go, that you're aware that there is that part out there and that you may have, first of all, you may have already come face to face with it without the awareness. So you didn't know to stop, slow down, focus, reflect, understand it, right? Get what you needed to from it. And you may not have experienced that area of Torah yet. And yeah, that's, you know, you keep, you do keep, you do keep grinding at it and you do keep, and you, there's plateaus and growth, of, of course, Right? But you do keep going at it. But the idea is, is that there is something out there that speaks more to me than any other part of the Torah. Not to the exclusion of the other parts of the Torah, but there's something more. I think it goes back to that word, Meodecha. Right? That, uh, that's, 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 that's the idea that, that, uh, that, that he's bringing out from this line in the story, this one line, right? It's such a beautiful idea. Um, and let's not talk about people. Here he says, I mean, you have to talk about it. It's on the table, right? Um, forget about people that, forget about people like Rav Cook is describing, people that leave, they become a foe and a stranger to Torah and Amuna, which sounds like he's describing on a basic level, you know, take off the Amaka, right? I mean, they're done. Outer space. Right, they're done. Outer space, right? It's a whole different, a whole different world. But here he brings, the author brings beautifully, I mean, just think about the fact that there's, uh, you know, there is people that are living as Orthodox Jews with... It's just a shell. And it's just a shell. It's a, it's a shell of Orthodoxy, right? So if the idea is to be a from Jew, there are very, very from Jews. But like uh, Mordechai, you sent me that shir. Like uh, Ramosh Weinberger said in the shir that you sent me, is that, is that you, could, you could do it, but it's, it's dead inside, right? Everything's dead inside. And you could be going through the motions, but everything's dead inside. But you need the discipline. You need the discipline to keep grinding on, because otherwise you may not find what you're looking for. Yes. I mean, you know, the, 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 the vice world kept on grinding along. Years and if, years. If he was just <laughs> going to say, forget about it, I'm, I'm done, I'm going to go back to the palace, it would never found anything. But you got to grind, even though it might not be easy. You grind and you look and you search and you search until you maybe find yeah, it. Yeah, but he it up. And, yeah, what do you mean? He checked place A, grinded, and then went to place B, grinded, yeah. and then to C. Right. And then he went back today, to A. And then he went back to A. Right. Today we grind, stay at A. No, grind more in A. No, grind more in A. It's a life, it's a life a. mission, That's right? What the difference. It's a life mission, but I, I think you've got you to gotta grind. True. But you also have to realize that what Hashem does, that the, the point of it all is not that you should grind. The point grind of it all head. is that you should enjoy it. Grind with your head up, not with your head down. Really? <laughs> You're looking around. I think it's an important point, no? You talk about Amelos... You talk about grinding and pushing your way through something, and that's very important to be able to train your brain as a servant of Hashem and to be able to train your entire existence as a servant of Hashem. 
But Hashem wants children that are his servants, not just servants. Hashem wants children. He, he loves us. He doesn't want it to be painful for the, your entire life. That your approach to Torah should be an approach of pain. Said in a different way, that your approach to Torah should be motivated by Yirat Shamayim, by the fear of heaven, by the lightning bolt that might come get me if I decided I'm no longer spending my entire day learning, or even the minutes that I have spending learning. That it should be a lightning bolt that should keep you on the keep you on the derech, on the straight and narrow. On the straight and narrow. That's that's what that's what Hashem wants. I'm asking a question. Is that what Hashem wants? Oh, I wish I did. You yeah. wish you feared the lightning One bolt sometimes. You need to have a fear of the lightning bolt. I'm, uh, what is, on one level, you need to have a fear of the lightning bolt. Yeah. Well, the that was like your passion is, is not in the realm of, of fear? Passion. I, you do I, love it. I associate passion with uh, an emotion of love and not fear. Euro comes to Abba, though. Oh, come on. Uh, I think he's 100% correct. Of course he's right. Now, one second, but you're talking about two different people. Once again, you're not talking about the same person. He's talking about a person who already loves or needs an entryway. One second, one second. Or needs an entryway into, into the motivation of Yira. You need Ava, a jolt of Ava, for sure. Ava Sashem. Yira... What it does is, what does it do? What does Yira do? I think I have Trump on my team, and I'll take Trump. Take take but understand, you're talking about a different. You're talking about different people. Yes, you are. Ah, there's different levels. You're now a liberal, and now and now you can marry whoever you want, and now you could you could. What are the parameters? What are the parameters? You need to have it, otherwise it's nothing. What are the, the is not about about love, love, Yes, it is. That's that's, that's why. Yeah, that's that's why you're saying the same Abba. thing. Right. Thank you. That's why you're saying the same thing. No. Because you're saying Abba. you're saying that's not Yura, but he's calling that Yura, and he's right. That's Yura. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yura. Yura is the parameters of your relationship. They're the borders. But what's your? What are you filling the borders with? Ava. Now, to motivate yourself to build parameters to relationship. Or to actually um, to uh, to come to an agreement that I will live within a certain dictate called halacha, you need sometimes ava to get you there. But that's a different ava. That's not the that's not the ava sashem. It's scary. I have a question. This vice for you're talking about that's pursuing this princess. Right? Yes. Is it a vice for that is inherited? His position, or he has worked and earned it. So we're not told how the viceroy got his position. Because if he inherited it and is coming up without any, without, without a foundation of knowledge, you know, it, it's too complex. I think. I remember growing up in the Shiva Katana in the fifties. There was no Ava. There was total Yira. These Rabbeim did not care for you to do anything but know that cost. Right? And you did. Then you went home and you played ball. Right. I'd say more than half of my class got out of there. It was crazy. Right. But as time went on, all of a sudden now you go... 20, 30 years later, yes. you got Rebbeim that but give a dog. Oh, I like that. 
you know, you come to a shear now. So, if you had enough seed implanted from your home, mm -hmm. from your experiences early on, so maybe it kept going. But for you to have enough seiko to, to note, to get that passion, it's there are many people who don't have the foundation. You need to set that foundation. So, but and that's know, probably why the educational system uh, developed. God evolved. It, but it's probably why it developed originally as and even the and even now. It never kind of developed. It yeah, just happened. I'm just no. It was decided. It was decided. First of all, it was decided. Second of all, Hashem allowed it to happen. So there has to be some reason why there's something something there. It did a lot of good. It's doing a lot of good. I don't know. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know why. But I, I think it, it developed as a system where it promotes the rules, right? Or Yira is because you need to have a foundation of Yira. What? 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 Why are you making this into a conversation about Yira and Ava? I think that we can go through this entire, the entire story and the entire book and even what the author is saying in only the realm of Yira. You can find a youthful passion in the realm of Yira only. Really? Yes. Why not? Because what keeps you, what motivates you? The in that realm, what motivates you? The that's inspiring. No, no, no. In his, in his example, in the, in the realm of what you're calling Yira, which might have a heavy dose of Ava also. That, correct. But, but that's what I'm trying to uncover. What motivates you? No, because you're bringing, you're bringing Yira as the... As the antithesis, as the bad thing. No, I'm not. No, I'm yes, not. You are. Yes, you are. You're saying that the youthful passion is the love. It, you, you can find... One second. If the entire reason why you do something is because it says it in halacha, you're not going to find a lot of passion in that. You I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. I know you're not going to. Argue with me. That's I fine. Will. I will. There are different types of people, and some people will respond to the year aspect... Yes, and they will find a passion, and they will find a fire. If you've ever read Lonely Man of Faith, which I recommend, Rabbi Salvation, Rabbi Salvation's book, he talks about the idea, and he has other book, Ishalacha, and he talks about his emotion that's tied up in his in 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 just what halacha is, and his contrast to Chassidus because he was very strong education in Chabad Chassidus. And his uh, and he's he was obviously felt the pull in both directions, but he clearly from his father from the Solovitchik family line, he clearly had a very very strong passion in what halacha can be from a pure, you know the val the the, the the a passion in halacha in law, law itself is something that. Just the law, just the straight up. I do this because God said oh. that's what so I do. That, it doesn't matter if I love because, it or hate it. No, that I, itself is so, the beauty. Well, that, that's because it's about Hashem. That, yeah, but I'm saying. But the point being is, is that, is that, is that, that he doesn't, he doesn't. He, I don't even understand. It doesn't even. It's not. It's not he gives a description about, about, um, okay, how uh, how the chassid is um, shaking his low of an asterisk. And you see the exaltation and the joy on his face about 
shaking the lulav and how happy he is. And then you see, you know, the, the week before, two weeks before, the, the same chassid blowing shofar with tears of, 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 of real tears coming down because he's blowing shofar. And the sound of the shofar is the tears and the lulav and esrik is the exultation and joy. And he says, that's for the chassid, but for the, for the ish halacha, they're both they're both full of uh, the one thing. It's all the same. Right. There's no distinction in mitzvahs. It's God's word that I'm fulfilling. And that itself is, is my reason that I, that's why I'm here in this world. And that's everything for me. And there's no distance, no difference between the two. So the point being is, is that I'm just saying there is a whatever. He, he does a very strong argument of finding passion purely in not even distinguishing between mitzvahs, but in just recognizing what a mitzvah is, is being God's word to man, and man's fulfillment of that as being um, a complete everything. It's, in my mind, it, I don't know, it doesn't, I don't know if it's the same thing what you're talking about, but in my mind, it, it isn't exactly, it's not ava, it's not yira, it's, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's a big, there's a big, there's a big difference by the guy who who shakes the lulav because Hashem said so, and the guy that's like, I, I, I just spent $300 on this, I don't understand it, I'm doing it because I have to. There's a big nafkamina. Yes, because you're talking about somebody who doesn't and have passion, only and somebody who has the princess. So the but guy who has the passion found his princess. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we're just using words. Maybe we're just using words. Okay, fine. fine. So, then, so then my only point is... is Without that, using the words, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Is that, is that don't put the the book or the finding the princess into the confines of Yer and Abba. It's on a different plane. It's Correct. Just like the, your path. forest and the desert and the fields are yes. on a different plane and the grind is there and you have to continue right. with that and finding the princess is on a plane of its own that has to happen congruently at the same time. Same thing here in Abba. They're also on a different level. They're totally in a different place. And it's not, you can only find the princess when you're having Abba, and it's only through love, and it's only, it's totally in a different place. It's, it's make it personal. That's the whole make chapter. It, it's make it personal. Make it personal and make it about Hashem. Right? Make it personal about Hashem. Make it personal, make it about your connection with Hashem. Right? It doesn't matter. Abba, you're a call what you want. Flip it around. Which one's first, second? Really, you're, what you're pointing out is that it's a totally different conversation. And for this part, that that's not that's a, really a distraction to have that conversation because the idea is, is that the goal is to find this princess. You brought up a great idea. Probably wasn't me. I probably just quoted. No, well, because you looked at it and you said you had to get out of your, your path. Yeah. So yeah, it could very well be, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it as, I'm broadening my path. No one says agree. I'm not staying in the rut. I, I, you, know, you, you know, it's a, you call it a rugil, right? Yes. So I, I said, you know what? I got to broaden my path. I got to expose myself. And therein lies, by opening up your mind to more and seeing different ideas and you know, and, and if you're a misnagin, then all of a sudden you love this Hasidus. You do real. There's more to life than my than my little derech with my blinders yeah. on, going through life with the blinders ah, on. Right. That's when you're going to appreciate 
you know, Chanoch. And you appreciate everything now. Oh, <laughs> now you appreciate your own way. And, and, and all of a sudden, it comes together. Yes. And now you're fascinated. Yes. yes. There's yes. your princess. Yes. There's your princess. And there's your princess. Exactly. And there's your princess. That's that's exactly it. Someone else said there was another quote two weeks ago. Rabbi Miller spoke at the Torah Masora convention. I think you'll like this. We spoke about this on a Thursday night one time. Um, Rabbi Miller said that uh, that maybe so many people are leaving the path, maybe so many people wouldn't leave the path if we could widen the path a bit. Hmm. And what it didn't mean is, if we could just get rid of this halacha thing. Diluted. If we could no. just mean dilute the, dilute the Kool-Aid or, or get rid of this halacha thing and make it so less restrictive. No, no. What he's not saying is that, rather, rather in such a beautiful way, understanding that each person's in a deep way, each person's neshama has a different sharesh and a different place in Torah and a different, within halacha and within the world of Torah to be able to say, you're a little bit different than me. What draws you towards Hashem is not, maybe not the same thing as me. To be able to do that, now you create a very wide path where many people can walk on. That's because, the goal of Torah. And that's the goal, and that's that's the goal our, of... That's our job as Jews to serve Hashem. That we're all one. We have to find that, broaden our own minds. Exactly, our and own my, minds. My, my father used to say. Yes. Um, when I was still in, says it. Still, still says it. Right. Probably. When, I was, when I was in high school, I would come home from Yeshua. Yeah, I would come home from Yeshua, and, and <laughs> he would, with a light, with a fire in his in his face, he would tell me how much of a vampire this guy is. And I was in Yeshua, and this guy, he went twenty minutes. What, he came to one nubby shear or... A guy or, in the shul. Yeah. Like he was talking <laughs> about a guy in the shul. He was following you. Right. He would talk about them as, as a Ben Torah. This guy's been keeping up for a day. Right. right? Yeah. He comes to one shear. This is like the first intro to Torah that he's ever had. And he calls him a Ben Torah. And in the beginning, I, I felt like, okay, he's just saying it. Because like, you know, he's using the words that I understand. Because I'm in Yeshua. This is, you know, a Ben Torah. It makes sense to me. So he's, no, that's what it is. It's him in his place right now. He is lit up, and he is on fire, and he is a Ben Ter. Right, 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 100%. Rebbe Nagel, I have a question. At Har we were Kedesh Echad, Belev Did that mean we all agreed on everything, and we all looked exactly the same? Obviously not. Of course not. <laughs> so what was it? That, it that, that, that we all saw that there's a purpose for every one of us. And I can be me, and you can be you, and there's a, and, and what you bring to the table is maybe different than what I bring to the table, but we're at the same table. We're, we're it's the same, and we both, it's like the, all the Shvatim, when they came, you know, we all declared that each Shevet in his own way, his own Mahalachachayim, each tribe is, is recognizing, pointing to the same God, and we we'll the same purpose. Right. And it's kind of, yeah, it's different perspectives and, and you know our focus has been talking in 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 terms of learning learning in terms of learning Torah and that, but it's the same exact thing in finding your own personal connection inside of mitzvahs, which doesn't mean only take a lulav and not an esser because the lulav speaks to you and the esser doesn't, right? But what it means is you baseline, get with the program, right? You get with the program, you're doing the mitzvahs. But if there's a mitzvah or a yuntif or a fabrengen or a specific thing that talks to you, then use that as your catalyst for growth. 
become an expert in the Ner Hanukkah. Today, Mordechai was like, had his brain was thinking yesterday. His brain was on the Ner Hanukkah. He's preparing for Yantif. And he starts asking me questions. And it's like, he's, he's on fire for this mitzvah. Yeah. He wants to understand. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> he wants to understand. He wants to understand everything there is to know about this. What's going on? I, I couldn't give him any answers. Unfortunately, he was asking the wrong guy. But like, but like, but like his, but why? What's going on? Is his neshama screaming out? You need to connect to Hanukkah. I need that Hanukkah experience. That's your path to the side. That could be a catalyst for growth. And so he's allowing it to go, not just saying Hanukkah's another mitzvah. It's important. They're all they're all the same. It's true. There's halacha. There's a box called halacha. Dalad amashalacha. Set the parameters. But now figure out if there's something that talks to you more, then become an expert in that. Spend the year preparing for that. Happens to be, probably from my upbringing, but the Haggadah, right, is something that it's like Pesach, the Haggadah, the, especially the text of the Haggadah, the flow of the Haggadah is something that talks to me. It, it's not, it, would, it, it sounds crazy, but why in the world wouldn't that be the main thing that I learned the whole year? If it talks to you, it sounds crazy, it sounds crazy. But your Neshama is telling you, you, this mitzvah you're connecting to, you're feeling it. Right? If it's tefillah, you're feeling it. Okay, so use that as a catalyst for growth. It grows all areas of your life. It makes you passionate and excited and, uh, and willing and open to grow for all areas. It's like the Jewish mitzvah, like, you know, like every mitzvah. Everything is Shabbos. Everything, Whatever, everything, everything is Shabbos. Right? Everything is Shabbos. Every mitzvah, his mit, he, he had a connection to every single mitzvah. Because he saw the Shabbos in the mitzvah. Okay, whatever. But the point being, you see the Haggadah in everything you do. That's exactly right. It's not. What if, what if you're learning Haggadah when you're learning this. You're what if someone doesn't like anything? If you don't like anything, you got to keep exploring. You got to keep exploring. Every that's where the grind. That's where the grind comes in. Meaning, you set the parameters. The parameters are: this is off the table. This is non-negotiable. I do these mitzvahs. That's non-negotiable. Now and I need to go. Every Jew has a, every Jew. Everyone has some. Mitzvahs. Oh, so, no, <laughs> the Torah, and every Jew is connected to one. So there's no such thing as not having some part of Torah that it's, it's in your soul that connects somewhere. And that's that's what. That and it can't all be the same. It can't all be the same. He brings out in the, so beautifully, right? He says if you take all the ink that you used to write the letters of the Torah, which are each seen as the individual souls of the Jewish people. And you take all that ink and you put it in a pile, same exact amount of ink, right? You took all the ink that you took for all the letters and you take it and you put it in a puddle and it's all one thing, it doesn't work. If any letters in the Torah are touching each other, if there's not space enough for yourself, for you to individualize this religion, if there's not space enough that, you're, that someone else is encroaching on your territory and you're not an individual, it's also Torah's puzzle, right? There needs to be that. You need to be able to find why am I important in the big scheme of things, in this history of the Jewish people, right? Why is my soul necessary to be here at this moment in this life and to be part of this Jewish people? There's something special out there for you. We're not going to get to this, but Rav we can't Rav throw Tzadik, it at the end. Rav uh, writes, and, uh, because it's how he talks about how that uh, Gemara talks about uh, uh, 
how who dominates this there's something that some people say like this people say like this and there's like a sayings and he's saying what is it and then they say well where does this come from and then it quotes a pasuk somewhere and it's like, well, what's up with this Gemara? What's it trying to tell us? And the answer, he says, is that a person's Shorish Neshama is going to come out. That's good. It's going to be, there's a certain thing that's going to be his saying. You know, like, like this, his go-to saying, what he always goes for. And, um, and since every Jew is connected to Torah, that means it has to have a source in the Torah. Just a saying, a saying that I just thought. Oh, yeah, like, that's who you thing. are, that's your that's saying. The, <laughs> well, you're saying, well, you're, right, that is the Torah, that's your Torah, because that's, that's what your go-to thing is, like, whatever, the thing that you're connecting to is really your Shosh Neshama, anyway, just, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the first, that was the first element of the path to the side. Remember, this path to the side leads to the princess. Um, being open to this path leads to the princess, um, and the next one, the next, uh, really we should go, we should keep pushing uh, chapter six. Um, no? Why? We can't, yeah, we should keep pushing chapter six. We'll have, Hispodas also comes up later. The other, just to mention it, you know, in, in one line is this idea of developing, um, developing a personal connection to Hashem through personal prayer. So we have times when we are dictated for prayer, for davening, and there are words that are dictated there, and you can stick in your own at certain portions and everything like that. But, um, but to be able to develop this real connection, to be able to find that princess, it's going to require a deep connection with the king. And, um, and, and the way to achieve that, Rabbi Nachman is bringing out in the story, is through a path to the side, meaning a path that not many people take. And what is this, on this way he's bringing it out, is saying the idea of what he calls hisbodidus, to be alone with Hashem. And to use your own words, like Rabbi Nachman says, your own words like a person talks to their friend. In your own language, which is not something that necessarily we have an opportunity to do as much during communal prayer, or tefillah, um, you know, uh, a communal tefillah, but to use your own words and to find time to use your own words t- to talk to Hashem. And, uh, and that's a big, big sugya. It's not Rabbi Nachman's chiddush. comes from way, way before, from Yitzchak and Avram Avinu and Yitzchak going out into the field and talking to Hashem, talking straight to Hashem. And when you're upset, you tell Hashem, I'm upset and I'm upset at you. And I'm upset at my wife. I'm upset at my kids. I'm upset at my boss. And when you're happy, you go to Hashem and you tell him, I'm happy. Today I'm happy. I'm having a good day, but I need your help. I'm having some challenges. Or I want to tell you about a success that I had. Have coffee. And have coffee with Hashem. The speech, the speech <laughs> itself, <laughs> the speech itself <laughs> is malchut. The speech itself is malchut. Yeah. It's exactly. Is, yeah, is we said, the is, mouth... Is the princess. Speech is, is the princess. No. Yes, yes, yes. And so this is a path that can also be um, taken and explored. We're going to explore okay. it later on in the book also, I think, um, in the story. Um, but anytime Rabbi Nachman mentions that, that he settled his mind, very easy thing to say in two words, settled his mind, but to actually settle your mind and your consciousness, to be able to sit on a park bench with no one around, and talk to Hashem straight, right? Mano a mano, right? To be able to talk to Hashem straight is something that takes actually, takes the ability to settle your mind. It sounds like a simple exercise, 
but it's extremely challenging. And why is why I we could talk? I don't want to. It's, it's getting late, but it's extremely challenging. And I, I I think it's challenging because that there's something something ultimately not real about that relationship. You have any problem talking to someone standing next to you, mano a mano, telling them something? I don't have a problem. But talking to Hashem, all of a sudden we have a problem. There's something wrong with our perception of who this Hashem is. You can't see it. You can't see it. Yeah, you can't see it. Yeah, yeah, okay, maybe it's a physical, there's a physical limitation barrier. But also there's something inside of us that's holding us back. So you have to need a a settled mind to be able to go out to the field to talk to Hashem. There's another path to the side. Okay, Shkoyan, chapter 6. We should learn next week?